yeah, a mini morning sports desk on a Monday. No Corey today, of course, as we mentioned last hour. Uh, him and his wife celebrated the birth of their third child over the weekend. So congratulations to the Tackman family. Corey will be out of commission uh, for the next couple weeks. But we're going to fly solo here on the morning sports desk as we talk a little bit about our hometown nine, the Minnesota Twins, over the weekend. Uh, they lost two or three out of, uh, San Diego as they played the Padres. And they're early on, Joe Ryan got shelled, uh, gave up five home runs, uh, alone in the 10 to 1 loss. Then they bounced back at a 7 to 1, a really nice win against a nice pitcher in Joe Musgrove. The lineup pitched very well, and the Twins pitching was, and Sonny Gray had a nice day on the mound. And that, I think, brings me to, where this really thing out of the, this whole discussion out of the weekend is. Look, you lost two out of three against San Diego. That's not ideal, but San Diego's a good ball club. The Twins, for the most part, if you look at it, their lineup really let them down more yesterday, more than the, more than the, the pitching staff did. But I think this is the issue with the pitching staff, uh, is the fact of, and we talked about this a little bit, and we talked about this a little bit over uh, last week, was that the Minnesota Twins are a little too reliant on five-and-dive guys. They're a little too reliant, especially when you look at Chris Archer, Dylan Bundy, uh, and even the way that they treat Sonny Gray and Joe Ryan. When it gets to that fifth inning, that leash gets very, very short with these Twins pitchers. And the reason for that is, if you look at the Twins' batting average against the lineup, by the time you get to the third trip through the lineup, that goes way up. Like, the hitters just figure out the Twins pitching. Now, you could blame that on the Twins. You could blame that on the pitchers. You could blame that on whoever. But that's just the facts on the ground. So the Twins are trying to mitigate that when they pull them early, when you only let Bundy go through the order twice, when you only let Archer pitch five innings, when you don't let Sonny Gray and Joe Ryan get to that sixth, definitely not the seventh inning. When's the last time you remembered a Twins starter pitching into the seventh inning in a ball game. That's, it's been a very, very long time. And look, I'm not a fan of that strategy. I don't necessarily like it. I like my pitchers, especially starters, to pitch deep into ball games. But if it puts your team in the best position to win, I'm willing to hear it out. The problem is, this Twins team doesn't have a good bullpen. So you get in this situation where on... Saturday, everybody was all hopping mad at the Twins because why would you pull Sonny Gray after he pitched five great innings? Let him go pitch the sixth. Your bullpen's not good. At the time, the Twins were clinging on to a two-to-one lead before the offense broke it open in the eighth. But it's one of those, uh, it's one of those deals where they wanted the pitcher to go a little bit deeper into the ball game because you don't trust the bullpen. Now, the Twins ended up winning that game, and the bullpen actually did hold down on Saturday. But my point still stands is that they were upset about that. Then you flip over to Sunday, and Dylan Bundy pitches five innings and then gets into the sixth and then proceeds to give up two base runners right away, runners on the corners, and then gets pulled. Now, you can make the case that he should have went out there, and as soon as he gave up the single, he gets pulled. Whatever. But the point is... 
the Twins let a starter go into the sixth inning, and then he gives up two base runners. Emilio Pagan comes in, but does allow the one run. You could say a bad defensive play on a rise. Either way, the run came across the score, and the Twins lost by one. I mean, that's tough, because you're danged if you do, and you're danged if you don't. If you You need to ride the pitch you need to ride your starting pitcher a little bit longer because you're afraid of your bullpen but then all of a sudden now your starting pitcher gives up a couple base runners put your bullpen in a worse spot or you go to the bullpen right away which is already overused that's something that not just everybody knows but something that Rocco Baldelli the manager has said this team's bullpen is a little overworked and i i again i just don't i don't know what the twins I, I don't know what the Twins' initial plan was this year. If they just thought a couple guys in the bullpen would be better. If they didn't think they were going to get bitten this much by injuries. But outside of Jorge Alcala, they really haven't had too many big injuries to this bullpen. So, I I, I mean, I don't know. I This is what happens when you construct a bullpen and a pitching staff with a bunch of guys who are not supposed to be stretched very often. Now that's not a bad thing. You want to use if you get them for an inning less, but in those five innings, there's it's shutout baseball rather than six innings of three run ball. I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll take it. But I'm saying it's just the fact of when you set your pitching staff up this way, and I've kind of been beating on this drum the last week for the Twins is that when you keep doing it like this. You're stretching yourself thin. You let your starters only go five innings, and then you only have two bullpen options that are worth their salt, which is Griffin Jackson, Johan Duran. Outside of those two, there's nothing. So you're kind of just stuck between, do you exhaust your starting pitchers who aren't good outside of Joe Ryan and Sonny Gray, or do you go to your bullpen, which is overworked and also not firing on all cylinders either they're kind of trapped they need to add more pitching the twins will who those guys are i have no idea i think the twins are going to more go under the radar to grab a couple arms rather than trading for let's say kind of the frankie montas the tyler mollies uh kind of those big name pitchers on the market the twins usually every single time the twins have an option to land some of the big prizes in the trade market usually they end up settling for kind of somebody you haven't heard of, he's not always necessarily bad, but the, they never quite are able to land the big fish in terms of trades, and I don't think they will be able to this year. But trade deadline is about 24 more hours to go, 30 more hours to go, however you track it. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that, and we'll talk more tomorrow about trade deadline stuff with the Twins. One last thing I want to wrap up with on the mini morning sports desk with... Uh, our time on this Monday is the Minnesota Vikings because they had some big news over the weekend as their training camp continues. They inducted one guy into the ring of honor, Mr. Jared Allen. At all. No idea at all. Um, it was very humbling. Um, again, it's probably the only way they could ever get me back to go to training camp again. Something like this. Um, no, I, it, like I said, I was completely shocked. I thought it was already a great honor to come and just speak to the team and uh, and kind of you know get a chance to, to talk to the new regime and, and, and all that good stuff. Um, so completely shocked. Uh, wish wish my wife and kids could have been here for the original surprise, but obviously they'll be here you know for the uh, the big celebration in October. 
Yeah, so the the uh, the Vikings are inducting Jared Allen into the Vikings Ring of Honor, and I think that's just the sweet move. Jared Allen, I'm going to dip back into my nostalgia for a second here. Jared Allen was so good, and the Vikings, they traded a lot, and they paid a lot to get him from Kansas City, and it was worth every penny. That dude is going to be a Hall of Famer. He for sure is in the Vikings Ring of Honor and will be in- officially inducted in late October, but it's a classy move. I mean, Jared Allen was everything he wanted in a pass rusher. He didn't really stop the run, but that's really not what edge rushers are necessarily meant to do. But either way, he's just a guy who knew how to get to the quarterback. He's, of course, set the franchise record in sacks 11 years ago, but everything about Jared Allen was great for this franchise. And when the Vikings were good, it was usually because of Jared Allen was getting to the quarterback an awful lot. I think one of the favorite Jared Allen moments, obviously any time he did his little sack dance, is that right? Is that what you call it? I don't know, where he kind of like hogtied and then like threw his arms up. Anyway, Jared Allen going into the Ring of Honor. Favorite moment, though, of his career was that Thursday night football game about now almost nine years, I think nine years ago, ten years ago even, uh, Jared Allen, my, a Thursday night football at the Metrodome against Tampa Bay, and there's this lineman for Tampa, and he tries to, like, th- punch Jared Allen or something. Like, they're going at it, and he's, like, in his face and whatever, and the Metrodome got loud because of that. And then the very next play, it's a third down. Late in the game, Jared Allen gets the sack, forces Tampa to punt, and I was listening to it on the radio, but I swear, like, my speakers are going to blow out for how loud Jared Allen got the Metrodome going. So that was also pretty darn cool. All right, this has been the Morning Sports Desk for Monday, August 1st. Here's the lowdown on lowering bad cholesterol from Lecvio. Lowering bad cholesterol is hard, but you could do hard. You live through five fad diets, 11 sleep training nights, nine mediocre middle school recitals, one heart attack, And with Lecvio, you can lower your bad cholesterol and keep it low with two doses a year after two starter doses. Prescription Lecvio in glycerin is given by a doctor for people with known heart disease on a statin with diet who need more help lowering bad cholesterol. Common side effects were injection site reaction, joint pain, urinary tract infection, diarrhea, chest cold, pain in legs or arms, and shortness of breath. Results may vary. Learn more at Lecvio.com. Or call 1-833-537-8462. Ask your doctor about Lecvio. That's L-E-Q-V-I-O. Lower. Longer. Lecvio. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today.